0: Hey everybody, welcome back. I I messed up already. I'm just gonna start over.
1: Okay. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> I was like do you have a song prepared for us? No. <laughs> hey
0: everybody, welcome back to Fingers Crossed Podcast. So happy you're here with us today. Happy Tuesday. If it's
1: Tuesday, when you're listening, we are your hosts. I'm Sierra. And I'm Christy. And I just gotta say that Sierra always has a smile whenever she introduces the podcast, and it always like puts me in the best mood. Oh, like, you always start off and be like, hey, everybody, and you just look so happy to be here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to be here. This is a good time. Welcome to Fingers Crossed. You know, um,
0: I, I there's always that science that people talk about that's like, oh, if you what does it take? Seventeen muscles to smile and forty-seven muscles to frown. Right. So you know, I if still you, don't
1: understand how that really works. But well,
0: it's uh, they're saying it's it's easier to smile. So if you take the time to smile, even when you're in a bad mood, you can actually force yourself out of a bad mood. And right, every now and then, sure. I when I just to like, I almost sarcastically do it sometimes when I'm in a bad mood. And I'll be like, oh, well, I'm just gonna smile and laugh hey, and feel better and then i just start like okay, smiling you're a joker. <laughs> no but like if i like almost am doing it like sarcastically and i'm smiling and i start laughing and then i just am laughing about the fact that i'm laughing and right it honestly will it pull me
1: it pulls me out of a bad mood like it, the science follow the science man it works no it's so. true because it's me- it's like muscle memory like your body yeah. remembers being happy as like smiling is usually a result of feeling happy so when you reverse it and smile it's like wants you to feel happy you know what i mean so it does work so yeah it literally you're creates smiling. it creates <laughs> like a cheesy. false happiness which can then become real happiness that's what we love false happiness anyway we have quite the episode for you guys hopefully it'll bring you real smiles yes <laughs> okay this is just getting cheesy but today we are talking about something that we have not really talked about on this podcast since we started it Almost a year ago, you guys. Next week is our one-year anniversary of Fingers Crossed. How podcasts. exciting! And the well, reason we'll talk we talk about more next week. Yes, but. the
0: reason we haven't talked about this subject is because we started this podcast during the pandemic, and today's episode is all about traveling. And it didn't really we feel didn't want to talk about. Yeah, that it just, during it, the pandemic. there's such a thing called a time and a place. And when the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic is not the time uh, nor the place to discuss your greatest travel experiences, where you want to go, trips planned, it just didn't fit and now yeah. we finally feel like it's something that we can talk about with excitement and hope and people shared their oh, travel stories true. with us and i think a lot of people are getting really excited about um doing stuff again so we just thought it was a great
1: time so yeah exactly even though obviously you still can't travel everywhere and there's restrictions because the virus is not gone completely um definitely something that is more looks more plausible going into the future i was looking back actually this was something i wanted to bring up for my fingers crossed or my whatever the weekly recap is these days Um, lemon um, yeah lemon still do any of those yeah i um this past week i really wanted to because last week i had just kind of like A brain mess week, you know, when you're just all over the place and you're like, what's going on questioning everything like feeling like your life is just not together. So this past week, I wanted to kind of rein that in and try and like sit down with myself and check in with myself. So I looked back at my New Year's resolutions and my like intentions I set at the beginning of 2021, which I definitely recommend everyone does because it's good to check in with yourself on the goals you set. And Mm -hmm. um, especially because it's halfway through the year now, we're like more than six months into 2021. So I wanted to kind of have a check in and reset my goals towards what's more feasible. And I was looking back And really at the beginning of this year, like we had no idea what was in store. We didn't know how quickly things would recover. We didn't know if we'd be able to travel at all the whole year or, you know, how long things were going to drag on and what it would look like. And it really made me think like, just be so grateful. And we talk about this all the time. So like, I don't want to harp on it, but definitely just grateful to be in the position that we are and, Mm -hmm. you know, possibly travel again. I don't know that I'm going to make any big trips the rest of the year or any international travel. Um, you never know. But at this point, it's just exciting to talk about it. So that's why we're going to talk about some past memories and travel experiences and stories with you guys in today's episode. I was looking back at my goals and I think that I had accomplished a lot more than I thought I had. Like at mm-hmm. that moment when I was spiraling the week before and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. I looked back and I was like, wow, I actually have found a lot more direction and confidence in you know where I want to go with my career, even if I'm not in step a b and c yet etc um i just feel like i've accomplished more than i gave myself credit for which is good which is why i think it's you know a good thing to check in with your goals because sometimes you forget the things that you wanted for yourself um, versus once you kind of get there even if it's different than you thought but um anyway and there's still some things that i want to do more of and be better at so that was kind of my week. Speaking of that, I in my little office here, my claw office where I have my recording studio,
0: on the little whiteboard, I have um those words we wrote when we recorded our um New Year's podcast. And I have them like up at the little whiteboard so I can kind of look at them every day and just kind of which words? Um like alignment was was the word you gave me. And yeah, then, that's my word of the year. Yeah. And then the other one, the quote, my quote of the year, which is let the things that cause friction go. Mm-hmm. Um so I, uh, how do you feel that that's going for you? I, I feel, feel like great. Like when I look up at thing. it, it feels, yeah, obviously it's not perfect. And, um, I'll, I'll go through periods where I'm feeling so good about my alignment and everything. And then I'll have, I had a bit of a setback the other day where I kind of went back into that old mindset of like, Oh, but you didn't, you're not following the dream that you had when you were 12, what happened to you? And then I kind of had to check in with myself and be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not, not 12, 12 anymore. anymore. Like, like it's okay have, to, yeah. Um, I think what it was is, uh, I saw a TikTok that was a girl realizing, she was like, when you realize you're living the life that you made Pinterest yeah. boards about when you were 12. And I thought about that. And there is a lot that is, you know, when I never had like a physical Pinterest board, if I imagine like the kind of things I would cut out of magazines and like put mm-hmm. on like my dream boards, a lot of it was like the Hollywood sign, uh, Broadway, palm trees, um just a lot of like like fancy big sunglasses like just a lot of glamour stuff and and I think what I realized from a lot of that is like yeah I am living in California I see palm trees out my window of my apartment you know I'm living in LA I'm in a great relationship like all I have great friends like all these things that I but I never feel like that was what was on my board it was so much more of like the glamour and the fame and being famous and I kind of like had to sit down and be like well there are reasons why my goals have shifted and like why I shouldn't just design a life based on what 12 year old me coveted, you know, because that's not 12 year old me didn't know shit. Well, it's like, yeah, (laughs) you could have a version, but it's like if all I wanted was like to be glittery and famous, it's like, that's I, as I've been living in this industry and living and I know a handful of famous people, like it's not all it's cracked up to be. In fact, a lot of them, once they become famous, they spend the rest of their life trying to become unfamous or like, you know, hide from the spotlight because get privacy it, again. exactly find privacy again. And it, it just sort of like is really I had to check in with myself and be like, OK, just because I'm not living exactly the life right now that I had pictured doesn't mean that like I'm a failure. You know, I just I had to sometimes like the randomest things will will set you back like watching a TikTok like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not where I should be. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, like don't don't let
1: don't let this get to you. It's good to just check in your, yourself and ask yourself why you set certain goals too or like why you think you wanted that and why what you found is better or, you know, whatever you need to do. Yeah,
0: I think when I really like dig down and get kind of like deep about it, like one of the reasons I, I idolized like being glamorous and famous and like living this glamorous Los Angeles lifestyle was because I think a lot of it is I thought once I had once I was like famous enough or like people respected me enough on like a global scale, then I would finally like be happier than I would finally belonging. like, yeah, like be accepted or have like my people and people would look up to me and like all those things. But I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that like having it from like your real relationships and your real friends and your right. real, like my real friends. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. This is nothing to do with traveling. I don't know. I just you brought up the resolutions and I had this minor setback the other day. So I thought I would share it, you know, and it kind of how I walked myself through it. And again, it doesn't mean that I'm always gonna, you know, that that's not gonna happen again. You know, I think that's what's really key is when you're trying to make progress with yourself is just because you have a setback doesn't, it doesn't derail
1: everything. You just kind of have to, of course, not. you know, treat it as a setback and, and try to work through it. So yeah, um, challenges are important like that to really, you know, to really know how far you've come to, to deal yeah. with those things that might've set you off even further into a spiral at a different time. Um, but like knowing how to deal with that and like what you yeah.
0: need. But yeah, alignment, I think it's a great word. I think it it's, it's really helped shape my, my year. So thanks for sharing that with me.
1: Good I'm glad we both have the same word of the year so anyway uh, we're gonna get into some of our travel stories again we recorded this episode a few days ago and I gotta say looking back like I feel like I didn't tell the stories as well as I could have um but hopefully they still are entertaining and come across as um like coherent stories to you guys oh one of them
0: shocked me to my core I couldn't believe it I'd never (laughs) heard that one before so you
1: guys are in for a treat any fingers crossed for you that you're looking forward to for next week um, you guys tomorrow I'm determined I actually booked a workout class with my friend at the exact time but something that I've been wanting to see for the last couple of years is happening in Manhattan today and tomorrow today it's cloudy though it's called Manhattan Henge and it's basically like the sun sets between like perfectly between both sides of the buildings like down a certain few avenues in New oh. York and it's supposed to be this like it only happens once a year in the summer, so it's this really special thing. So I'm determined this week, aka tomorrow, I'm going to probably jump out of the workout class like five minutes early to try and oh, catch yeah. the Manhattan Henge that only happens once a year. So oh, that's That's awesome. a little thing I'm looking forward to. You're going to hear this after. It's already done. It's Sunday and Monday. Uh, I think, what's the 10th? Today's the 10th, right? So the 10th and 11th? Today's 11th. the 11th. Okay, then the 11th and 12th, you can yes. catch Manhattan Henge, but um, if you miss it, next year, but... That's just a small thing. It's always good to have small things to look forward to and like bring you joy. So hopefully it's not cloudy. But um, yeah, what yeah. about you?
0: Well, one thing that I have, I'm looking at my calendar in front of me right now is uh, one of my friends who I actually saw, I hadn't seen them in a year and a half um, because of the, I hadn't seen him before the pandemic or anything, or mm-hmm. since before the pandemic. And um, he is a great, great performer, songwriter, um, and uh, singer guitar player I went and saw him play at this bar multiple times before the shutdown um and it's always such a great time because he's so good I love his songs and everything and um he has his first post-covid show at that bar again on Tuesday so it kind of feels like yeah I'm gonna go see him and he's got new songs and you know it's like nature is healing you know I get to go back to the bars and see my friends play music and it just it's exciting you know those things that you always took for granted before and I'm like now it feels like such a, a privilege I had a bit of a revelation in a yoga class of something I want to pursue and like a hobby I want to start. I know I sound so like, that sounds so Alan. annoying yeah I had a revelation in the yoga class while I was in my shavasana anyway but uh I want to <laughs> share with it but I don't want to share it until I actually like take the initiative and and start it like book yeah, it like do something the something on the ground yeah, yeah like because otherwise I'll just like say it and then people will be like oh and I didn't do it so I'm gonna do it and then next episode I'm gonna tell you guys what it is and I'm really excited so
1: nice yeah well, I'm excited to find out what it is too with all yeah. of you so until then let's get into the episode and uh here's some travel stories let's do it
0: So this week's episode is sponsored by the one, the only, you know what I'm going to say, HelloFresh. Christy and I love HelloFresh. You know it. It is America's number one meal kit delivery service where you can have amazing meals to your
1: door. on the table in 30 minutes or less hellofresh is great because they have the flexibility you need to customize your order in the app within minutes like you can change your delivery day your food preferences if you want to try a pescatarian meal that week or something the size of your plan or skip a week if you need to which is great if you're traveling hellofresh cuts out stressful meal planning and those
0: busy chaotic grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just
1: about 30 minutes or less so i personally love hellofresh i love having something new to try it's always exciting to like challenge myself to try a new recipe and um just have fun in the kitchen and it just gets me out of that rut every time so i love it and the flexibility is great because like when i went home and i was with my family for a couple months i got the family one so we got four meals instead of two but when i'm here i just get the two person and I have leftovers and it's great so we love HelloFresh.
0: it honestly feels like eating out at home like that's what the quality feels like to me it's like you're eating at a restaurant but at home and it's easy and certainly a lot cheaper. So go to hellofresh.com slash fingers crossed 14 and use code fingers crossed 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. So one more time, that's hellofresh.com slash fingers crossed 14 and use that code fingers crossed 14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. So today we're doing an episode about traveling. This is something that we've gotten requested a lot when we ask you guys for what kind of episodes you want to hear and you guys want to hear about travel experiences, But worst, I almost said burst, I am losing my mind, best, worst, all the above. Um, And it's definitely like we want to do this episode in like a really fun and like interesting way and not just like a let's sit around and talk about everything that we've done, tra- you know what I mean? Like, you know, want to
1: keep and it. And we want it to be like story time, basically. Yeah, like, like story- telling fun quips yes. and like experiences from here or there, like your wildest travel experiences, et cetera, and not just like going on and on about oh my god you would love this place like this is the best place i've ever been like we don't want it to be like that um especially but... because traveling is such a privilege and it's like something that yeah. like you if you know you've traveled in your
0: life and i've traveled and so is christy you know it is a privilege to be able to travel and we are very much acknowledging that but the whole point of this is not to like go on this long braggy rant about all the places we've traveled it's like again yeah, sharing your stories and fun, we got stuff. it's funny because so we posted in our instagram which you know is fingers crossed pod and we i asked you guys for like oh what are your best travel stories worst travel stories um who do you like traveling with questions for us etc etc and we got very few dms about your best travel experiences and many 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 dms about your worst travel experiences and christy was saying that's just the nature is that I mean, it's easier to share about your worst ones because, like, I feel like all the details, like, they stick in your mind and you, like, never want to experience that ever again. I feel like for the
1: good ones, it's kind of like when you have a good date or a bad date, it's, like, the good ones, you remember the feeling and you remember, like, oh, I loved hanging out with this person. I felt so good after, like, they were so nice, et cetera. You remember the general feeling, but the bad ones, you're, like, this led to this and this domino effect, like, ruined this part. And, like, you remember all the details and those lead to, like, the stories that really... um stay with you so yeah that's why we
0: got lots of those which are fun they're funny I actually too, have so. one that um I wasn't even planning to s- tell the story because I had forgotten about it. And then reading your guys' DMs about kind of those, what do you call them, domino effect days where it's just mm-hmm. like things go from bad to worse. And I had one of those that just like I just remembered and I was like, great, it's the perfect, perfect story to tell. So I'll uh, bring Amazing. that one up with you guys later. I remember you telling me a while ago, one of your favorite times at semester at sea was when you were in Tokyo and you were doing
1: all the karaoke bars with your friends. Okay, there's kind of a funny story from that night now that you mentioned it. Um... We go into, see, it's not even like that great of a story, but it was just funny in the moment. We were walking through Tokyo and going around, I think it was near the Robot Bar. If you've ever been to Tokyo, this is a recommendation. They have this Robot Bar that we, both me and my friend, I met her on the first day and we bonded over the fact that we had watched a Jenna Marbles vlog in Tokyo Mm -hmm. where she goes to this Robot Bar and so we both really wanted to go. So we made it our mission um, to go to this thing and it's just like, indoors where it's just an entire crazy robot show like you sit down and there's robots like dancing (laughs) wow that's fun so yeah definitely check it out it was a great time that was where i had my first legal drink because i was 20 and the drinking age is 20 in japan oh i didn't know my first legal drink was like a smirnoff mixed drink in the robot bar in japan anyway besides the point so afterwards we're walking around and there's this store that like it looks a little questionable and I can't describe I wish I like remembered the details of the the signs but it looked like I I can't remember what it was, but part of me, it looked like it could be a video game store or like a video store of some sort. And then, but also we don't speak Japanese or read it, obviously. So Mm -hmm. it was like Japanese characters, but also a lot of the signs in Japan are in English. So I don't know. But basically something gave me a weird vibe from this. And as we're walking in, my friend's like, let's go, let's go. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. Because I was like, this seems like a porn shop in the last second. Like I saw something in the corner that was like... It was just a weird graphic or something. And I was like, this is probably not a good idea. And then I saw a sign that said, like, no women allowed. And so my friend's what? like, let's go in. Like, it looks like a, a video game store. Because they were trying to make it look subtle from the outside, too. It was very hard to describe. But okay. she runs in. And the guy. And I'm like, wait, no, I don't think we're supposed to go in. And she runs in. And the man, he starts speaking Japanese. And then he's, he's like, freaking out. He's like, no, uh, men only, men only. <laughs> and my friend was like, oh. Like it was literally like no women were allowed in the store, and it was—I'm pretty sure it was like a a porn viewing like video. Like you sit down, and it was oh. like porn star I don't know. Again, I have never been. Were they also allowed. robots? <laughs> See, I'm not trying to say this in like an insensitive way because I don't know what, like how common this is in Japan or whatever. But it was definitely like um, like it was interesting to me that women weren't even allowed inside. But yeah, that is they tried interesting. It was like very subtle in the sense that part of it looked like it could be just like it looked like you're playing video games. Like it was in like a I don't know, it was an like arcade. Setup. Yeah, it looked like an arcade. That's what I'm trying to say. But then like there were subtle cues as we're walking in and my friend just like runs in like excited to see this arcade and the man's like ah ugh. wow. <laughs> it was a bizarre experience. Again, it's one of those things where it's like weird to tell back, but like in the moment it was the funniest thing in the entire world but yeah sorry that was just a side note no that is fun japan story um what was one of your like fun memories or like funny things that happened to you that comes to mind when you think back
0: i just have like probably my favorite travel Day or moment that I can think of is uh, so I was in Prague and I it was a trip that I had planned myself with a friend, and we were just there for a couple days because we were um gonna be joining a, a school trip later, so we were this was in my senior year of college, and so we were in Prague on New Year's Day that we took a train in on New Year's Day to get to Prague, and it's a little side note, I living in california and even growing up in portland i don't get to see snow very often it, it's it's kind of rare and um i had been checking the forecast religiously and it uh said that snow was like a 20% chance over the like 3 days that we were in prague so that's just like mm-hmm. a little side note that i was like more than anything i wanted to like see snow in europe in like an old architecture city because i mean the pictures are stunning i know that'd be so magical <laughs> so that was a side note So it starts out kind of bad because me and my friend, were like going exploring, walking around, trying to see what we want to do that day. And he eats something from a street vendor and he ends up getting food poisoning. So he's like not feeling well, stomach hurting. So he runs into a nearby shop to go ask if he can use the bathroom. That's how this story begins. And then I'm standing by myself on the street, just like, you know, taking pictures, walking around and, you know, waiting. I was there for a while. I think his experience was difficult in the bathroom anyway so then this group of uh guys come up to me and they spoke french and they came up to me and they you know asked if i spoke french or anything no so they like in broken english were asking you know like oh what are you by yourself like what are you doing sounds creepy but it promised it wasn't they were like just very nice they were like my age asking questions you know eventually so my friend came comes back from the bathroom and he meets up with us and we all just kind of start talking and um my friend spoke french Uh, No, but he speaks Spanish fluently. And then one of the guys in the group also spoke Spanish. Uh So then there was that. And I speak a little Spanish as well. And then they spoke some broken English. So it was like a combination of like Spanish and um, English that we were speaking. But they asked us like, hey, do you want to we're going to go to this park? Do you want to come with us? And we're like, "Okay, like we don't really know these guys, but why not? Like, let's make some friends. So we end up going to the park with them. And we're like realizing like how much fun we're having. Like we just totally all clicked. And just started making friends with these guys and like throwing. Oh, and then here is the part that like, as we're having a great time and we go to this tower, it starts snowing and it's just like snowing and it's like sticking. And it's, you know, we got probably like six inches and it was absolutely gorgeous. So we start having a snowball fight, whatever. We're having a great time. We get cold and this guy's like, oh, I, I have this friend here who has this little hole in the wall shop and she makes this great like soup. So we're like, okay, so we all go with them to this little hole in the wall shop. It's like through a door, through a door. (laughs) It's like three tables. Nobody speaks any English. And it was like, did they live there? Sorry, I didn't ask. No, they were, um, they were just there on vacation for a few days. They were just there visiting from France. And so they took us to this shop and then we had a meal with like the owner and he sat with us and like, he didn't speak um, any English or Spanish, but it was still just like, we were enjoying each other's company and I don't know. I feel like the story's getting really long. But the the point is, is that then the rest of the day, we just sort of kept going on adventures with them. Um, We invited them back to our hotel and then they invited us to their hostel and we like went out with them. And then we met people from like Denmark and Belarus and like all these people, at Mm -hmm. this hostel. And we all got this group of like 15 of us that all went out to this club together and then we ended up meeting up the next day and it was just like this thing and then we all added to their own Facebook and we're all still friends and we still Aww, talk from time to time to. yeah and it just was like it's such a simple memory but I remember it being so so special because it was like nothing like we planned our day that we had planned went completely derailed and it was just like being in the perfect place at the right time and then we made some really cool friends and like I feel like my memory there With, like, the friends in the snow, like, it sounds very simple when you're explaining it, but it just, it it was, it just was, like, the perfect example of, like, what can happen when you're open to new, to something new and to, you know, making a friend. So, I hope, I hope, I hope that sounds as exciting as it was in my head. Again, I'm, like,
1: telling it out loud and there's no way for me to convey, like, how special it was out loud. Yeah, you can't really... A lot of these stories, it's, like, part of it is just being there and feeling it and experiencing it. So it's, like, telling it back, like we mentioned earlier. Or even, like, things just don't sound – it's just annoying to be, like, well, you had to be there. But it is. Like, part of traveling and, like, being in the moment is just, like, feeling it and being there. And, you know, it is different to, like, tell it to someone else who wasn't there. But, yes, it sounds like a really cool thing. And I love those days when it's just serendipitous. Things don't go according to plan. But those end up being the best ones when – spontaneous things pop up and you like meet people you weren't expecting and it leads to this which leads to that and it's just like an adventure like that's what I love about traveling is like you never know what's going to come next and like being open to those opportunities and like you know being friendly and meeting people but also being smart like you weren't being stupid or no and I was that's the
0: thing is like normally I wouldn't have done anything like that especially being cautious like as a woman like these group of guys come up to you and are like hey what are you doing like I was at first I was very nervous and I was very afraid of what was going to happen and I do think I had more comfort in the fact that my friend I was traveling with was male and so when he joined the group it wasn't like us two random girls and then like these three guys we go off into the park you know like and so I do feel like the situation because I was traveling with a guy it gave me like peace like a little mind. more peace of mind and I wish it didn't have to be that way but it gave me peace of mind that I could go on a random adventure without fearing for my safety
1: because I knew yeah. I had
0: you know someone looking out you for me be- and
1: them like how they react to a guy being with you if they like have a change of demeanor and aren't nice anymore or, like leave you know yeah it could have been that they were like trying to prey on you or something you know what i mean like those are really right. sketchy situations so it's good and that it was weren't. just like they-, they were just the same and friendly and just wanted to be friends like you could tell. and it
0: was it was so fun speaking like a combination of like broken English and then little bits of Spanish and then like they were trying to teach us a little bit of French so we could like Mm -hmm. and then of course there was the guy who spoke Czech who we met at the restaurant and so it just was like one of those moments where you just feel like it doesn't matter where you're from it doesn't matter like if you can't speak the language super well it was just about making friends and like that that was like one of the most special things and
1: yeah it just felt like an adventure i just want to say that i feel like there's something to be said about the opportunities that come with being in a hostel especially which obviously like there's safety concerns in all of this and like we talked about like there are a lot of things that could go wrong and we're not trying to just like gloss over this and be like la-di-da traveling alone everything's fine because like you know there are instances of be- people being like taken advantage of in a hostel or like you know getting not robbed good. you know th- yeah, yeah exactly but um in a lot of instances hostels are just a place where people are just like trying to travel for cheap and want to make friends and everything and i have had so many fun times just like meeting people in hostels i always stay in hostels usually if i'm traveling um i'm not well i guess i've stayed in hostels alone but like mostly just with friends too Mm -hmm. but um i don't know like i think how you said you went back to your place and you met people there and like all went out like i think a lot of times those people are really open to making friends. And I know people who travel alone that, like, that's where they make all their friends. It's just in the hostel and, like, in the communal spaces and stuff. Um, So I think that's such a cool way to travel if you're able to or comfortable with it or whatever. Um, Or, you know, you could always get a private room in a hostel and then just, like, have breakfast in the hall with everyone and, like, start a conversation or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a great tip. And say. that
0: was my first hostel experience because I had never traveled in a hostel before. And I actually, we weren't even staying there. We were just going back to their hostel to visit. With oh, them. Um, <laughs> like, that's funny. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> no, but I had never, like, it was just never really on my radar. Um, Wait, had you ever stayed in one then? Or were you just staying in hotels? Uh, on that trip? Yeah, we were just in hotels because again, like uh. I wasn't ever, like, it just wasn't really something that was on my radar. I, I didn't, I had a lot of like- fear about it you know I didn't necessarily feel super comfortable I I my mind jumped to like worst case scenarios and it's not like because I have any problem with a non-luxury situation it's not like we were staying in a luxury oh, no, hotel for... it's more just that I I've always kind of had like a, a high I feel like a really high sense of of caution that I like wasn't open to that kind of
1: adventure because I I, the fear of what could go wrong was higher than right. like the sense and of adventure totally fair. I think the the problem is like finding the balance though because I think I'm the opposite is that I not that I'm like optimistic that everyone's good and everyone's happy but I just don't really get afraid of things like that easily when I probably should be like I Mm -hmm. am just kind of like I want to do things and I'm like oh yeah it'll be fine um because obviously I've well not obviously but I've never had been in luckily I've never been in that kind of situation where I was like in danger or something so I feel like I have this kind of I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not cautious enough in a lot of those situations. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about finding the right balance of like being open to things, but like looking out for your own safety too. like somewhere in the middle of that. Um, like you can stay in a hostel, but just like be aware of your surroundings, lock up your things, like etc. Um, But yeah, just whatever you're comfortable with, obviously. But- yeah, it's
0: definitely hard. And, and that's what I go back to that. I was traveling with a guy friend. And so I felt like I had, granted we didn't even stay in a hostel because it wasn't on my radar, but like, I think I would have felt way more comfortable and like, you know, I felt like such a, a bigger sense of security when we were like going around to random places I didn't know. And if we we got lost on a train at one point, and I wasn't frightened at all, because I knew that I was with a guy. And like, I hate that it has to be that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I just felt like a natural sense
1: of security that people weren't going to bother me because I was with a guy. Um, yeah, see, I think everyone's different, because I've never really felt that necessarily. But again, like, Some people can travel alone and love it. And some people like that's their worst nightmare too. So like that's a you know, everyone's And I
0: I would like to be able to do it more. It's just like I I I know what bad things can happen. And so I I I just feel like I have I have so much caution. Like I'm jumpy, you know? Like if I'm by myself in an unfamiliar place and I hear a noise behind me, I like turn around ready to fight. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's uh try to Uh but that experience, t- tying back, circling back to what you said about people being open to stuff, like, I remember it was, like, the, the people we met were the nicest people, and everyone was so mm-hmm. open to making new friends. Nobody was like, oh, we're just going to do our own thing. Like, we we all hung out together, and this girl taught us from Germany, taught us this, like, German drinking game that nobody knew of, and it was just, like, you know, like, just fun fun yeah, stuff yeah that's what's fun and about hostels yeah wait and have you stayed in one since then i'm forgetting about this you and i stayed in a hostel in together in vancouver
1: right yeah we had a private room so it was like a hotel but yeah we made friends there too remember the vancouver yeah. we made friends with the guys next door who came and, and they and knock, like they're in your vlog and
0: like they knock on the door and then you guys are <laughs> and then the comments were like I "Yeah, about had, that they had a uh, totally pure motives for sure
1: <laughs> wait i don't remember what they said was that on new year's day itself? it was n- no it was the day, night before it was on new year's eve Right, right. Sorry, that's what I meant. So they came when I don't remember that actually happening. I just remember like it's in your vlog, so you can go back and watch. Yeah, it. I should go back. Uh, and yeah, go back and watch. Yeah, it. Yes,
0: that was a really positive hostel experience for me because I think the private room was. Anyway, we're going on a tangent here. Um, but I think yeah, it's it's really cool when you can have the ability to go on an adventure and feel like the freedom to go on an adventure without being bogged down by fear and I feel like I'm definitely a little more on the fear side and I think it's for good reason you know it's kept me alive so far but you know I also would like to be able to go on more adventures that aren't how I planned them you know veer from the veer from the course a little bit in order to go on a crazy adventure because it was one it's one of my absolute favorite memories of my life so far and it was like the Mm -hmm. simplest day and it's hard to explain why but I think maybe Because I, here's like me psychoanalyzing myself, I have a lot of day-to-day fear. I actually watched the Black Widow movie last night and it was so good. Wait, Um, is it on a streaming service? No, we went to the theater.
1: Oh, I want to see it. That's the one with Florence Pugh, right?
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so oh, good. Okay. Um, Florence Pugh, like, was a phenomenal character, and she's one of my favorite characters in the movie. Anyway, she's such um, a good actress. I definitely want to see it. Yeah, and her with a Russian accent—it's like the the combo you never. Know oh, I didn't even, even realize she was. Oh yeah, she's in she's Russian movie. in the movie. It's great. Oh, that's great. Um, anyway but my point is after watching the movie there's so there's so much like female badassery of like girls like uh being assassins and flipping and tumbling and punching and like just all the stuff that they do cuz they're literally like assassins um but it made me want to take some, like, martial arts classes or some actual, like, like self-defense classes, but, like, on a higher level than what I the one six-week course I took in college that was, like, if you're at an ATM, punch them in the gut. You know, like, I want to actually, like, six take some... Six weeks is pretty involved. <laughs> well, it was once a week for six weeks, so it was six uh, okay. classes, not really that... Yeah, so it just made me want to take some classes like that or something that would allow me, tying back here, to go on more of those adventures and feel more freedom... Like, be a little more empowered in your yes, own Yes, like more more like, like feeling if I'm alone in a space and something bad goes on, like, no way, I'm a trained Russian assassin. I can fight you. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah. I'll never be Black Widow, but, like, I think that might help me to feel like I can go on some more adventures and have a little more, like, stability and groundedness in myself yeah. and in confidence that I can get myself out of these situations. And
1: honestly, it's, like doing it is the hardest part. And that's what I've heard. I can't remember where I heard this and I want to give credit, but I am not sure. But um, I heard somewhere that confidence is making promises to yourself and keeping them. So in the sense of like building confidence in your ability to travel alone or like do things spontaneously or, you know, go to a hospital and meet people is like doing it the first time. And then like, realizing oh I can do that and I was okay and then like slowly building your confidence with that and like feeling more comfortable with it so you don't have to do something overnight and be like okay now I'm a solo traveler that's going to climb mountains and do all this like you can do small things that make you more comfortable in the meantime like building confidence in your self-defense abilities or your knowledge about like tactics or what to look out for etc before you go out and like do that whole thing and like go out of your comfort zone 100% like you can take small steps to build your own confidence um, yeah. in yourself and feeling comfortable with those things so maybe
0: that's like now I'm thinking about it maybe that's why that day means so much to me not just because of what we did because the activities we did were like they were cool but Simple. like you could have had them any other day mm-hmm. it was more like maybe it was just the freedom and the confidence to go on an adventure and not be afraid and not to worry about straying from the path and that like that right. feeling I had that day really stuck with me as like a day of just feeling totally free and like mm-hmm. totally not afraid and you know the, like any like we could have gone in any direction there was no like plan for tomorrow and like I don't usually operate that way I don't usually operate without a plan I don't usually operate without a whole set of um... I only
1: operate without plans
0: <laughs> I know but like I always have a backup plan and then a backup backup plan and then I have an itinerary and then I and have and it's just yeah I think like, that feeling list is like of emergency numbers yeah, yeah you know? realizing
1: that like things will be okay without that sometimes you know and I would like to have more
0: tools in my pocket that way I can feel more comfortable in those situations because I don't want to just like throw caution to the wind you know and just like be like I'm gonna go put myself in a bunch of dangerous situations to prove I can do it like that that's not yeah. really what I'm getting at here but it's interesting to hear from your perspective because I feel like this day I had is something that would come to you more easily you know and it's not really something that you've ever worried about and it's kind of interesting to hear and you can't ever imagine like a life or a what what I'm saying like a worldview that's not your own you can only see the world through your own worldview you know so it's it's interesting to kind of hear your perspective on that but
1: that's why I feel I feel kind of bad because like people ask me advice and things like how do you travel alone or like how do you not feel anxious doing this by yourself and it's just like I've never felt that way so it's hard for me to be like this is how I got over that because I just naturally right. have not been that way so it's like I, I don't know what to tell you it's just everyone's different like you have to just know your own limits and like push yourself out of those in a realistic way to be more comfortable and to like build your own confidence without you know, being unrealistic for like what you can expect for yourself and et cetera. Completely. Um, And then like,
0: you know, someone could ask me that same question and I would have a whole other thing. of like, well, let me tell you about how I got over fear and how I'm still experiencing fear and blah, 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 because that's, that's my story, you know? So, but I don't do a lot of things by myself and I, I, I do have to get over fear. So it's a really good lesson to anybody out there who like, if you are either like me or like Christy, that like, there's not, it's not like there's, there's no something right way wrong to be. with you. Yeah. And yeah. if you are afraid of a lot of these situations or you have a lot of caution or you're more hesitant to go on random adventures, you know, you're not crazy. You know, like there's a reason that you have that you are the way you are. And like, same if you're not afraid of those things, you know, like that has its own strengths as well. It's just, uh, it's not like, it's not like there's something wrong with you and it's not like there's one right or wrong way to be so. Um I didn't to- did not expect this conversation to come up from this but I'm so glad it did because it actually <laughs> provides a lot of food for thought about why why that day meant a lot to me and like what how I want to how I could find it again like how I could find that feeling like manifest again that, yeah you know with maybe some some more tools in my back pocket you know it could be it could be really cool
1: Definitely. But I also love how traveling really opens up those things for you, like putting yourself in those different situations that you aren't really faced with day to day is how you learn about yourself in a lot of ways. And, you know, being outside your comfort zone and having to try and overcome language barriers and navigate somewhere that you don't know, like the back of your hands, like those are where you're tested and you're really put to... You know, find out what you're made of when you're traveling, and also find out what other people are made of because you'll learn very quickly with how you travel with other people. Like your, you learn a lot about people traveling with them too, basically. Um, so, it's definitely. An adventure, but yeah. Anyway, we could get to some of the questions that you guys asked to go into this a little more. I was just looking at the little question boxes, and someone said
0: that their best travel experience ever was going to a Greek island to stay with my aunt I had never met for nine days, and it was everything. And I'm just like, are you living Mamma Mia? Like, that's literally like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you go and stay with like a new relative, and then it, you didn't know them, and then you go on this wild adventure. I think that would be amazing. I would love to go to. I've never been to Greece, but I would love to go and stay nine days with an aunt i've never met and then just like dance in cute overalls and pretend i'm in mamma mia
1: yeah seriously oh this might be a good question for you then affordable ways to travel europe with a parent who isn't down to stay in a hostel because i've only really ever stayed in hostels so i don't know the best ways to find like cheap other things
0: (laughs) honestly i just uh I'm big into like having like travel miles and hotel miles and signing up for like, if you like become a member with hotels.com and you stay there, then you can get like vouchers for free nights. And like, I'm big into couponing and like also just checking, um, you know, checking prices across things and looking for like certain days. Like for example, Oh, it's cheaper on a Tuesday. Maybe you can plan your trip so that like you can book that on a Tuesday and then do this on a, you know, a Thursday. Like I just like those yeah. kind of things. That's really the only tip I have. I'm not like, I haven't been to Europe much, so I I don't have, like, tons of tips, but I, you know, at least in the past, that's what I've done is, like, use a combination of, like, miles, rewards points, um, comparing different days and prices and, you know, seeing if they have, like, other discounts or if you, for
1: example, when I was in Disney World, if you waive maid service, you get a $40 voucher for food. So I did that. Mm. This is one tip I have is to try, I mean, some people might not be down for this, but if you do like overnight trains or buses, then mm. you save money on a hotel and the, like you have to, if you're going between one country to the other and have to take a train or a bus anyway, it's probably cheaper to do the overnight one because less people want to do it. And then you're already, you're like killing two birds with one stone. Essentially, you go to sleep on a bus, you wake up, you're in the next country. I did this once when we were going from, I don't remember, it doesn't matter, but like Basically, you have to move anyway. You might as well do it overnight, so you're not paying for a hotel, and then you wake up in your next country, in your next destination. So, um, it was definitely an experience, and it wasn't the best sleep of my life. So you might sacrifice a little bit, yeah. but like you're gonna, you're not. Were you like in bed, sleeping so. in a chair or like in a sleepy bed? Yeah, it was like a reclining chair. Basically. Okay. Um, it was actually a pretty funny experience. I was with uh, my friends Lauren and Elizabeth, and. Um, There is this kid in the back of the bus that, and it's like overnight, like it's dark, like people are trying to sleep and he just, he's like going between German and English and he's like speaking, but at a very yelling volume and he just keeps going on and on and he'd randomly be like. PewDiePie or like say something in English oh, or like even... he's talking about like video games and like we, we got some of it and he's like yelling and like being so expressive on the back of the bus. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like telling it back, but being there, it was just so funny in the moment so funny. we're like, we're bumping along on this bus in the middle of Austria in the middle of the night. We're like, what is going on? <laughs> but it was funny. I love that. Sierra, tell yes. us what was one of your worst days traveling or most wild experiences.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of DMs about these and we can't wait to read them. So we're going to kick off with a couple of our stories. Um, So this one was just, I'm sure there's plenty, but this is the one that comes to mind right now of a time when things just kind of went from bad to worse. And in the span of 24 hours, a bunch of crazy events unfolded. So I was in Spain with our neighbors. Um, Our neighbors at our our old house um, were going there to visit the exchange student that they had hosted and me and that exchange student were very close friends. So they invited me to come with them, which was super oh, fun. Nice. So I, yeah, I traveled with them for like a week and a half to Spain. When
1: um, was this, in
0: high school? Mm-hmm, it was in high school. So I got to see my friend, the exchange student. We stayed at his family's house. On the last day of our trip, I was uh, taking a paddle boarding lesson and I fell in and I got stung by a jellyfish really bad. And it was I didn't like, know you'd
1: ever been stung by a
0: jellyfish. It caused my leg to swell up pretty bad and... Um, So what they said is you can't get wet for um, like 12 hours. You're not supposed to get it wet. It makes it like severely worse. So they took a bag of frozen peas from the house and uh, put it on my leg and then wrapped it um, up with an ace bandage. So I had this huge bag of frozen peas like just (laughs) bandaged to my leg and we had uh, tickets to go to the Salvador Dali Museum. So we went to the museum and I had this Pea bag, not pea, but like bag of peas. Um, <laughs> had to, uh, wrapped around my leg, which was like just the beginning of this event. Moving on, the rest of the day, we went back to where we were gonna stay the night before. Before we went back to the uh, U.S. the next day, and first thing that we had to do was drive a long distance. This is like one of those crazy twist of fate moments. Was that um, someone had been sitting in the front seat. But then we stopped at a gas station 10 minutes before the accident occurred and the person who was in the front seat decided they wanted to move to the, the back seat so that they could like watch a video on their phone or something like that. So that ended up 10 minutes later we were looking for the train station and we got in a really bad like uh, rear-ended car accident Um and the airbag deployed and it like malfunctioned and it like totally would have potentially hurt whoever was sitting in the front seat so it was glad that somebody had moved anyway but uh my friend's dad like his hand got all like mangled by the airbag and it was like bleeding and then there was this like really loud explosion sound, so all of our eardrums were kind of like shot and it was like it just was like really dramatic i still have this jellyfish thing on my leg so then we end up trying And the peas. Well, no, that was the next day. So no peas at that point. Uh, Um, And then we uh, miss our train because of the car accident. So we have to then get on another train to get back. We get back to the house, um, the exchange student's house that we were staying at. And uh, the ceiling is caving in from a water leak in the apartment above. So the entire ceiling in the living room is like sagged like with this big belly of water that's like gathering and they have like expensive art pieces and like their family furniture. So we Mm. spent the last night before, so we call the fire department and we tell them, you know, what's going on and we move all of their furniture, all their art pieces, everything out of the living room, move it all into the kitchen, like trying to, in case it does actually collapse through like, you know, so we just moved all their stuff out of the way. That's how we spent our whole last night. There's still like, the aftermath of the car accident and the jellyfish like all these things and then we finally um make it on our plane home but we had to leave the house in that state because we had a flight to make and they weren't home for that summer and what happened is the upstairs they were gone the whole summer yeah and they were letting us stay there so it was just kind of like a I think they they, like send someone they probably did and I think what happened is the up or the landlord came and the upstairs neighbor had left their bathtub on and went to sleep or something like that I don't know. Just. Anyway, so that was just one of those uh, experiences where things kind of went from bad to worse in the in a short span of time. But yeah, uh, wow, that's like a yeah. lot at once. But it was it's, <laughs> it's still totally fun. Like the trip was still a really good memory. It just was like a you know yeah. that was how we ended the trip. So that was kind of like the lasting moment everybody the had. But. <laughs> How about you, Christy? You have a a moment
1: that was funny at the time, or sorry, not funny at the time, but funny later. (laughs) Okay, this didn't exactly happen to me, so I feel like I probably, not that I shouldn't tell it, but I feel kind of bad (laughs) using someone else's expense, but I was there. Anyway, on Semester at Sea, they had a rule that was you were not allowed to drive a motor vehicle of any sort in any of the countries where we traveled. Like, you weren't allowed to rent a car. Indefinitely, they said absolutely no motorbikes so naturally we rented motorbikes and to the um you're so credit, bad christy you could have gotten sent home gotten kicked off i don't off. think they would have sent us they would home throw you overboard that. christy they actually there's a guy on my ship who got arrested in cambodia and he had to get sent home he got like expelled from semester at sea because he got arrested i think that was against the rules anyway besides well, do you know what point, he got arrested for yeah, public urination, because he was one oh. of, like, yeah, the drunk people. Um, Yikes. There's a lot of... At sea, it's I love Spastor at sea, but it definitely attracts a lot of, like, partiers. Oh, I'm um, sure. Yeah. So there was a lot of, like, instances. Like, they got... I mean, I feel like I shouldn't talk about this. It's not to reflect on the program at all itself. It's just, like, a lot of the people that go on it will get into trouble, And, um, like, there was a kid, I think, they stopped going to Singapore because, like, there was just too many problems with people partying and, yeah. Anyway, and a lot, it's, like, dangerous to be overly drunk in a foreign country if you don't speak the language and, like, you don't know. Also,
0: like, there are things in the U.S. that are a minor offense that are a major offense in other countries. And, like, if you're not paying attention to that, like, you know, especially countries that are under more strict regimes or things like that, like, you have to be really careful that you're not, like, you know disrespecting local laws and customs just because you're accustomed exactly. to a certain way of life you know like that so that's
1: definitely a warning but yeah we didn't do anything that extreme like we didn't have any crazy nights like that but um we did when i was in myanmar um me and my two friends who i was staying with decided to rent motorbikes um just like just for fun we're like we're not going that far it'll be fine oh it man, was just so for the bad. excitement of it and it, it wasn't like a motorcycle it was like a electric bike like a Vespa, like a moped yeah it was like a moped situation and so (laughs) i'm like this will be so fun whatever and this i'm pretty sure it was like the day we were leaving too my friend who i was with The road that we're taking, it's like right outside our hotel. It was also provided by the hotel, so it was free was the thing. So we didn't even rent them, I guess. They just like let us use them. So we were like, why would we pass up free motorbikes? You know, it was like our last day of going to see the pagodas and everything. We can just drive them around a little, go to the last couple sites and then come back and be fine. And no one has to know. And if semester and C is listening to this, I absolutely did none of these things. And for legal reasons, this is a joke. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's like gravelly is the thing. And so I take off and I'm scootering and I'm like going to our spot. And I look back and my friend's having a hard time like getting it going and she like can't get it. And it keeps like turning. Like she kept doing this thing where like instead of gaining momentum, she would just like fall over two feet after taking off. And so... She finally gets going. She gets some momentum and then something happens. I didn't even see it. Something happens. She eats shit. She falls on the bike and like skins part of her leg on the gravel. Luckily, like we weren't going that fast. It wasn't like gushing blood. Like, yeah, obviously dirt things. It could be bad if it was infected. So we're like trying to clean it. Like I feel bad because I was probably the instigator of the whole bed situation. But um yeah, so then we go and we're, like, going into this group of local... We're not going into the group. I don't remember exactly how it happened. But there's these local guys. It, they they tell us. They're like, come here, come here. And this guy, he's like, here, I'll help you. I'll clean the wound. He brings out motor oil. And he's like, you have to pour motor oil on the wound. He's what? like, this is how you clean it. Like, this is how you clean the wound. And we're like no hold up you are not motor, pouring oil? motor oil on this girl's like bleeding leg and um it's just like all these people like yelling like no no you have to do this like get this and it's like all these people you know speaking burmese like trying to figure it out like trying to help her going to get water like pouring trying to pour motor oil we're like telling him to stop it was just this whole chaotic situation that was like very comical but not at the same time but like pretty comical to me but um, we did go back to the hotel and get it cleaned and she was fine and it healed and all was well. Um, but that was, that did was anybody a on situation. the ship, like a staff member, ask how she was injured and you had to
0: come it, up no, with it No, it, it all- really
1: wasn't that bad. It was really a scrape. Oh. It was just like open wound at the moment and we wanted to okay. clean it because it was like on a dirt road, you know? It wasn't like, oh my God, she was limping or anything bad. Okay. Um, but there, so that's I was wondering if you were why... going to have to come up with an elaborate story so that you didn't know. Say why no, you rode no. the motorbikes. Um... Yeah, and then there was this whole – I'll try and make this one brief. I had a whole – I made an entire YouTube video story time about this, and I don't really know why because it's not even that good of a story, but I just, like, over-dramatized it and tried to drag it out, and that was back in 2016 when, like, over-the-top story time clickbait videos were, like, the thing. It was, like, mm-hmm. Tana Mojo made story time videos, this whole thing. So I made this video that was, like, our driver almost kidnapped us, but it really wasn't that bad. Basically, oh, we get in this yeah. car – This guy really does not speak English and we're like trying to communicate with him and we're coming from the airport and the ship, if you miss the ship deadline to leave, like you get dock time, which means that you have to stay on the ship for a certain amount of hours, depending on how late you are the next time you go to a port and you miss out on being able to go as soon as everyone else because it's bad if they have to stay and wait for you at the dock Mm -hmm. so if they're leaving like you have to be there on time our plane had been delayed coming back it was late it was nighttime we had like 40 minutes to get on the ship before we got dock time and so all these other semester at sea kids are like scrambling there's hardly any taxis we finally find one with like two other kids that weren't traveling with us but we're trying to go back to the ship and so we jump in this taxi, this guy's trying, our friend is like trying to communicate with the taxi driver and we're like, okay, this port, like we show him a picture on the map and we're pretty sure he gets it. He's like, okay. And then he starts driving. He's like speeding, things are happening. And then suddenly, like, we're pretty sure we're going the wrong way. And we're like, does this guy even know where we're going? Like, should we say something, whatever? And suddenly he pulls over and we're like, okay, okay. And there's like these other guys standing on the side like hands in pockets like they look a little questionable and we're like what is going on it wasn't a gas station nothing was happening. He pulls over to this random side of the road in the dark like whatever. And this man gets out talks to the guys over there. And he. And he leaves the door open to the taxi, meanwhile, and all our bags are like in the back of the trunk. This man opens the trunk, crawls into the trunk, and closes the trunk on himself and so he is sitting inside the trunk, and one of the other guys mm-hmm. that was on the side of the street runs over and gets in the driver's seat and starts driving <laughs> and We're like, "What, oh my oh my God!" <laughs> and Meanwhile, we have like twenty minutes to get to the ship before we're like dock time. Suddenly, that wasn't the problem. Suddenly we're like, "What is going on? like where are we going?" And, like, he's speeding. He's cutting across all these things. Like, we don't know what's going on. We're, like, trying to communicate with him. And um, suddenly we see the ship. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, he's actually driving us to the ship. Like, that's okay. Um, And he drives past the ship. And we're like, no, no. And meanwhile, there's, like... Five minutes on the clock. Time is ticking. The man's in the trunk, like <laughs> we're speeding down Why the road. Why was the driver in the trunk? I don't know. To this day, I don't know. We could not communicate properly with him. I'm guess okay, but then finally the guy he passes the ship, and we're like, no, like you have to go. And he whips around. He goes back, and then whatever. Basically, we make it on the ship. I think I took a picture of my phone. We make it on at eleven fifty-seven, and midnight was the cutoff, or else we would have gotten dock time. And um, it was just wild. Basically, I'm imagining that maybe they had like a shift change and he had to. I don't know why he was in the trunk. I seriously, to this day, do not know why. It was a very small car. We were already like too many people sitting in the back crammed together in this taxi. And this guy is not like speaking to us. He's not acknowledging us. Something I can't remember. There was something else that was happening that made it seem more sketchy, but I can't remember. I mean, that already
0: sounds pretty darn (laughs) sketchy to me, but I mean, (laughs) you feel free to add on a layer where they blindfolded you as well. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. I can't. I wish I remembered. I don't know. But anyway, Um, but yeah, see, again, like nothing bad really happened. It was just like a lot was happening in the time frame and we're like yelling. We're like, go, go, like we have to make it. And we were telling him to go fast and stuff, which was also dangerous. And so basically I'm saying don't follow my advice because I don't have good advice but yeah um, wow that is that is wild that is something else that
0: was not the story I was expecting to hear honestly
1: so that's that's great <laughs> good. I mean yeah I definitely I should go back and listen to what I said in the YouTube video because I recorded it like pretty soon after I got back so oh my I gosh part of the story but it reminds anyway. me of the
0: time when I was in the Dominican Republic and I had to hitchhike on the back of a slippery corn truck and during the monsoon oh right? yeah when we I told, told that story, story? On the yeah on like our one. first episode or something like good good that one. Alright, let's get into some of your stories. Based on that, getting kidnapped in Myanmar, what are your stories that you want to share? Let's kick it off. This one made me laugh. It's short and sweet, but it was funny. She said... In 2010, I was in Latvia, random, I know, with school when the volcano erupted in Iceland. So flights were canceled. So we took a 56 hour coach back to England with our teachers. Oh my God. And we didn't shower the whole time. And then we slept in a dodgy motel in Poland. Interesting but fun experience. Wow. 56 hours? With your
1: entire school and your teachers, I, that would be so horrible. Yeah, no kidding. This oh one my says gosh. Okay, this one's actually I <laughs> this is pretty wild. It says, I was on a road trip moving from New Jersey to Arizona in summer twenty nineteen. My then boyfriend and I drove almost two days straight to make it to Boulder, Colorado and meet up with some friends. So we got into town late at night and I was tired, hungry, and dehydrated, but we only had two nights in town, so we decided to go out to eat and then go to some bars. Well, a combination of lack of sleep, dehydration, and going from sea level to 5,000 feet led me to passing out right on Pearl Street, the main street in Boulder. The bouncer ended up calling a fire department and ambulance, so I woke up surrounded by firefighters and EMTs. The best part of this story is that the EMTs insisted on giving me an ECG, which I agreed to, only realizing my error when I got back to the ambulance parked on the crowded street. I had gone out that night in a dress that didn't work with a bra. So in order to do the ECG, they have to place leads on your chest. So I ended up completely naked in the back of an ambulance without window coverings on a Friday night at midnight on the most popular street in Boulder, Colorado. Super embarrassing in the moment, but a fun story to look back on.
0: Oh man, <laughs> you think they would have some kind of privacy cover for this it's poor like, girl. Critical, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is crazy. Wow. Okay, so this next one, back to school trips. She says, my eighth grade sc- school trip was my worst travel experience. We went to Montreal and Ottawa and stayed in some pretty sketchy hotels and ate at the world's worst Chinese buffet. LOL. When we got back to the hotel after supper, absolutely everyone had The poops. So all of the toilets were clogged. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to go home so bad. Can you imagine being in eighth grade in that situation? And everyone (laughs) is so embarrassed and uncomfortable. Yeah. I God, that sounds horrible. Man, my eighth grade trip was pretty rough. But that that is the cherry topper
1: right there. Okay, here this is like a, a a good story about her first big solo trip. So for those of you who are apprehensive about solo travel. I've been on some shorter, more local solo trips in the past, but in 2018, I went to Iceland by myself because none of my friends or family could take time off to go with me. It was my first time flying overseas, staying in a hotel, and going on tours all by myself. I was really nervous, but it was absolutely amazing, not just because Iceland is an incredible place in general, but because I could do whatever I wanted to without having to consult others and get consensus on plans. I had such a great time. It forced me to talk to other travelers I met out and about instead of just talking to people I was traveling with. I loved it so much. I went back Five months later but that time I met up with a friend who and got to play tour guide for her which was a whole different kind of fun so there's like an encouraging story about oh okay I wasn't time. sure
0: we were peppering in good ones into this I thought I was oh. like waiting I was waiting
1: <laughs> for the turn where like everything went horrible no and all of a no that was just it was just all the, just, the it light-hearted positive story, yes.
0: yeah that's awesome all right so this next one I had to read it a couple times to understand what was going on but once I understood it it made me laugh a lot so this one says Okay, it's more comical than the worst, but it wasn't so funny in the moment. My three friends and I were traveling from San Francisco Airport for a trip to New York, flying into Newark. My best friend's parents had just done the same route a week prior, so they gave us tips for getting to NYC from the airport. They told us that there's a train at the airport that takes us all the way to the city, and it's cheaper and faster than getting an Uber. Well, some words got lost in translation, and my friend was certain in all caps that the air tram which is the one that takes you to the different terminals is what was going to take <laughs> us all the way to new york city from the newark airport so we get on the tram confused why no one checked the train tickets we had just bought but sit on the tram and trust that we're going to end up in new york city i finally say okay we're definitely going in circles <laughs> also i should add that our trip started with a boy running past us at 5 a.m in the airport bathroom covered in vomit and our bags were lost when we arrived Anyways... A couple with their six or seven-year-old daughter join us on the tram ride, and as we go for yet another circle on the tram, the little girl goes, um, yeah, New York is that way. Thanks. We have to at least figure that one out. We finally get off the tram. We call my friend's dad, who tells us that we have to get on an actual train. Long story short, I can probably recite the automated messages from the (laughs) Newark Airport tram, but we did finally make it to the city and had an awesome time. I really want to know how much time they spent on the air tram
1: Circles. They're like, "Wow, Terminal C again." Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, we'll make it to New York eventually. Uh, oh uh, God, that's, that's so serious. funny. But also, that just goes to show, like, how easy it is to either get lost or be confused if you're not paying attention to your surroundings. Like, she was probably Mm -hmm. just talking to her friends, thinking, like, oh, we're on our way to New York. We'll get there in 40 minutes, whatever it is. Like, not thinking, I should be looking out to make sure we're going the right way. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be aware of your surroundings. I mean, obviously, it's New York City. It's, like, not foreign country where you don't speak the language necessarily but still funny
0: <laughs> you know what i had when i went to the newark airport from new york when i was staying with you christy mm-hmm. my experience to get to the newark airport to get to my flight is i had to go from my because i said up with my dad so i was at my dad's hotel and then i took one train to um the and world Station trade Park? center or oh. someone to, to the world trade center but then i had to go above ground and walk to then go under into the right world trade center because there was like a thing where you had to go Probably up fulton and then street. yeah There's fulton a bunch. street the freaking mm-hmm. fulton street it's i had insane. to i had to go up and i was carrying all these bags so go up try to get into the world Trade Center. i went down but i went down the wrong side oh, so no. like i couldn't get in had to go back up, Got finally went into the World Trade Center, took a train to um, the, Newark, the, train. the mm-hmm. Newark station or whatever, got out there, walked to the city hall, called an Uber from there, oh. took an Uber to Newark. And then from there, I got on the Newark Sky Tram to get to my gate. And it was like a three hour process. By the time I got there, I went to the Johnny Rockets in the terminal and I got chicken wings and a beer.
1: You deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's anyway. another New York story. This one, I love this one. I mean, I don't love it for them, but it's just funny. She goes, I went to NYC. I was supposed to meet some friends. So I was alone for the flight in the first few hours at the Airbnb we all got. I get there and the Airbnb is literally on fire. Cops, firefighters are all there. Everyone from the apartment was outside. I waited with my luggage outside for hours. My friends luckily or my friends got there after dark and luckily the cops did let us go inside. It was safe, but there were reporters outside during our entire trip
0: so oh it sounds like gosh. another
1: unit in the apartment building where their airbnb was gone on fire yeah but like theirs was i mean imagine walking up you to shone, that and like being, that's like, like literally
0: like almost comical i'm sure it was horrible but like you walk up to your airbnb <laughs> like walk
1: to new york playing on your headphones and then it's
0: literally on fire oh
1: my god
0: <laughs> oh, oh so man
1: insane. okay this
0: next one says "'Worst trip was when I went to Fiji and I got hella sick from bad water. "'They told us the tap water in the village we stayed in was not safe to drink, "'so we had to use bottled water for everything. "'But I ran out of bottled water and figured it would be fine "'to just brush my teeth once with the tap water. "'It was not <laughs> fine. "'I got super sick and spent the whole 10-hour flight back to the U.S. "'in the plane bathroom. "'I was so dehydrated when I got home I had to go to the doctor for IV fluids.' The trip to Fiji up until that point was lovely, and I would go back in a heartbeat. But the last day was absolutely awful, and I'm still very hesitant to drink water in new places. Yikes. Yeah, That's I've gotten I've gotten idea. waterborne sickness before. It's not fun.
1: Yeah, I luckily avoided that, I think. But definitely, when they say it, they mean it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And bacteria is literally tiny, so it doesn't take you drinking a whole bunch of water. It can sometimes just be as much as brushing your teeth.
1: Mm-hmm. This one says, I have a worst travel experience for you. In high school, I went on a school trip to Spain for two weeks. It was with a travel group called EF Tours, and we went to multiple cities. Anyway, coming home, we had to fly from Barcelona to Madrid, then Madrid to JFK. We had a smaller plane for the first flight since it was shorter. We get to the Madrid airport, and we're in line, and my Spanish teacher tells us all to get our passports and IDs out. And I can't find my passport. It is absolutely not in my bag. I have a pit in my stomach and remember putting my passport in the front pocket on my airplane seat and realized it must have slid down so I couldn't see it. Mm. I tell my teacher all this panic and embarrassed we go off in the airport and try to get a hold of the plane to see if my passport's there. I gave them my seat number but they said it wasn't there so either they were lying or someone stole it from the plane. We're now going through the airport. And my teacher is speaking frantic Spanish, trying to help while I cry next to her. The embassy is closed, and it looks like her and I will have to stay the night in Madrid while everyone else goes home. Somehow, there was a guy who works at the embassy around, and he was able to personally escort me through security, and I was reunited with the rest of our group. We land in JFK when I show the customs guy a copy of my passport and explain the situation He says, I don't know how you did it. They never should have let you on that plane. So somehow, by God's grace, I made it home and have become the example all the Spanish teachers give when when educating the students they take on the trips to know where their passport is at all times. But, like, that's a nightmare situation. Like, I, knock on wood, have never lost my passport or had anything like that happen. But, like, if... You know that embassy person that's a miracle that someone just like brought her through security honestly one time that reminds me of when i was in india i was flying between like airports in india and like this had never happened to me before but i had my boarding pass right and i was actually with a group also because i was doing a semester at sea trip so i was like with a group of other semester at sea students it was like a structured plan they had booked all the tickets and everything and so I had my boarding pass whatever. I usually like once I'm on the plane, I just kind of like, I don't know, throw it in my bag somewhere or I put it in the seat or whatever. I just don't really think about it cuz I'm already on the plane. And it was like a paper boarding pass, it wasn't digital. And um I had probably put it in the back of my seat or whatever. And I get off the plane, I'm like, okay, we're going to the next place in India. We get to the end of the plane and to get off or like to get into the terminal at the end of the gate, They made everyone show their boarding pass to get off the plane. And I was like, I was looking around and I was panicking because I was like, I didn't keep this like in a secure place. I wasn't thinking about it. I've never in my life had to show a boarding pass to get off a plane. It's like you're already there. Like you clearly boarded the plane and showed someone your boarding pass. Like, I don't know that policy just never occurred to me before and so I panic and I'm the only person who had this problem so I had to like my whole group's going ahead I had to like run back on the plane like frantically search for this boarding pass I never found it I don't even know what I don't even know how I got out of that situation but like my group was going on without me and I like didn't I was like am I gonna be trapped on this plane like what are they gonna do you know yeah um so whatever eventually they let me out somehow I think I like showed proof of something on my phone but it was just like uh, th- I know that feeling of panicking thinking that you're gonna be left behind because like you don't have this document. So it's so so important to like I mean, I wouldn't even know to do that now because that's unusual in my opinion. But
0: I once left an $150 textbook in the front seat on a plane.
1: Oh, but I got so it fun. I got it back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, See, they, sometimes they found it and out. they found it and they mailed it to me. So that was oh, nice. That's very nice of them. Those things don't always happen. But yeah, definitely if you're traveling, another tip is um get one of those like under like under your clothes um, pocket things that you just wear your passport and like extra cash on your body at all times. So if in case you do get like robbed or something, um, don't have all your forms of ID in one place, like definitely split it up and have the most important things like your passport and extra copies of it in that like pocket inside your clothes like that's yeah. how I always travel even and if have with money in whatever. multiple places
0: like have two yeah. debit cards and have one that you leave in your room in a safe, safe place and bring one with you that way if you get robbed or something happens you have access to other money
1: yeah and um, I always would keep those like extra cash and then I would everywhere we went places. I would put yeah. those things in the safe in the hotel too because yeah like, you just never know yeah um, absolutely but anyway, yeah, that's lucky that that girl was able to get through that security situation. But yeah. um, pretty crazy. Could have been a nightmare of being stuck. I mean, at least stuck in Spain, there's worse places to be, but still. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this next story says, I got stuck in the Toronto airport for three days
1: in 2003 because of a
0: massive power outage in eastern Canada and the USA. We couldn't leave. Toilets didn't flush. No one could use the stores because the card machines wouldn't work and no one could get their luggage because it was stuck. No one was leaving the airport because we be, we kept being told our flight would leave in around five hours or the next morning. Also, all the hotels were full, but because most weren't letting people book because the keys to get into the rooms weren't working. Oh
1: On the plus God. side,
0: we got free ice cream because the freezers broke
1: three days in
0: the airport
1: insane that sounds like it should be the plot of a movie (laughs) that sounds horrible oh my gosh and like no flushing toilets yeah that's crazy and you could use stores i hope they
0: like gave people free food i mean they have to like yeah that's oh but things are probably expiring because of no fridges oh god that's oh it's horrible
1: that poor girl i'm so glad she's
0: alive and to tell this tale (laughs)
1: yikes big yikes okay this one says i was with a group going to israel to lead a kids camp for a week but we flew one of the cheaper airlines aeroflot No shade on Aeroflot. This is just her experience. Not only were the stewardesses super mean, but they fed us this weird asparagus with raw salmon on top as a dish for our lunch. I kid you not. For the next eight hours, I felt so ill. And when we landed, I asked the stewardess if I could use the restroom because I felt ill and she wouldn't let me. I barfed uncontrollably over like six seats on the plane. Thankfully, no one was sitting in them. And then she reluctantly let me use the bathroom. (laughs) The worst part was going immediately to the kids camp after feeling like trash and not being... Oh, but having to be happy and upbeat, lol. I still can't look at salmon the same. Yikes. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah. I, can re- I can't I can exactly relate to that, but, like, I have a nut allergy. And so that was a huge concern of mine, traveling with language barriers in, like, not knowing what's in my food a lot of the time. Um, so I definitely have had my fair share of barfing in uncomfortable places, like, on the street in Italy. But we don't need to get into that. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes that happens and everyone has those terrible experiences of getting sick in inconvenient places, but, um, I feel for you. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe
0: we can wrap this up with, uh, Christy, what is a trip you've planned or something recently that you're looking forward to now that we're able to start planning things again? because I have one it's Concord oh. New Hampshire
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah absolutely Concord I mean we haven't really um fully we haven't planned, planned anything yet we just have to, to go well my we flights to, to New intentions. Hampshire
0: are booked because I'm going to be there anyway I'm not just flying to New Hampshire to go to Concord I'm going to be there for a week anyway but um All right there you go I'm very excited um you have anything else you're looking
1: forward to that you've got coming in the works? I'm doing, like, some weekend trips here and there, but, like, nothing yeah. crazy. I'm not – that's the thing. It's, like, I'm not not really thinking of – I'm not probably going to do international travel for a while or, like, go on any flights outside the continental U.S. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just doing some, like, local things. Like, I'm going yeah. to – um, we're going to Sophie's hometown for Halloween this fall so yes, he's here so and so excited. We're gonna do Halloween in Nashville and
0: uh seeing Sophie's hometown of Jonesboro. So yeah, that's, that's very exciting
1: to look forward to. And I have a lot of things where we've talked about things, but nothing's planned. So we'll see. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very fun. Well, yeah. thanks guys for listening. I uh it's fun
0: listening to all the, your guys' stories and, like, uh, reflecting back on some of the lessons learned. And, again, like, I, we both recognize that, you know, it is a huge privilege, privilege to be able to travel, and we're really, really
1: fortunate. Thanks for sending in your stories. We love yeah, reading them. Yeah, thank you. We also didn't even really share – I mean, we kind of shared a little bit about Vancouver, but we didn't really talk about trips we've been on together. Oh, my God. I feel like that could be a whole other episode
0: of stuff that, like, our adventures together, because we've yeah. traveled a lot together and done Honestly, a lot of things. Honestly, I was to say, I feel
1: like we haven't. We've traveled to Vancouver – we yeah, did, we've done we've, we've, done, we've like, done Vegas, Vegas trips. a
0: handful of times. We've done uh, San Diego and like a few like little things. Um, yeah, I guess
1: I don't really I feel consider like, that. Traveling. I feel like there's more. Oh, we went to Cabo. Oh yeah, that's true. We did go to cabo We probably we shouldn't stare
0: shouldn't share like ninety percent of those stories <laughs> on the podcast the old time old. when I snuck Orly into our room and then the man was banging on our door until 3 a.m. Okay, yeah.
1: See, these are things that like we definitely like broke rules and probably shouldn't yeah. be sharing. Whatever yeah. um, it wasn't that bad. At some point it in was life. it was literally like we had one extra person staying in our hotel room. We weren't packing yeah. in like 10 people in a two-person no, room. It was it's like person, just one person. And then we get back from the club. At 3am and we're on the second floor and this man with binoculars at 3am is standing and we're on the balcony because we're like sitting chatting recapping the night like having snacks whatever and this man across the corridor is on the roof with binoculars, with binoculars looking into, looking our, into room. our
0: room to confirm that we had three people, and then he gets off the room roof. He radio, he's like on a radio
1: and then he someone's banging on our door for an hour straight at three a.m. And I go and hide under the bed, or like someone.
0: No, we were one. like, I was me. I was my sister. I'm like, should we hide under the bed? You were the calm one. You were like, oh, <laughs> oh it'll be fine. And I was like, we're going to jail in Mexico. Well, you know,
1: like so. Anyway. Yeah, they were very persistent, you guys. Like, they didn't just knock once and then leave us alone. Like, they knew we were awake because they watched us on the roof. On the balcony, and... yeah. But also, that's just so invasive, even if, like, we... like, what if we were doing nothing wrong and they were just pounding when we were asleep and they're pounding on the door at 3 a.m. for, literally, they were there for probably 20 minutes, realistically. Like, yeah. pounding yeah. on the door. It was it was an interesting experience. But yeah, you know, lessons learned, rules broke. <laughs> Maybe that can be part
0: two to this at another time or it'll be a bonus episode of just all of our crazy adventures together. Cuz oh my god, yeah. remember Vancouver when we couldn't get an Uber after the last um thing and so we, we had to walk 2 miles home in, in 19
1: degree weather with no yeah. jackets and then when we snuck into that place and then Dude, got I was out. <laughs>
0: stone cold sober when you walk 2 miles in Like a little dress in 19 degree weather, you are sober by the time you get back to your place. Welcome a mile in these Louboutins. Welcome a mile in this freezing weather in Canada.
1: (laughs) So that was a time. But yeah, maybe in another episode we can go on that. But yeah, yeah, because I I just realized we didn't really talk about it. I'm like laughing about all these stories
0: that we didn't even tell. But we were just more talking about traveling in general and like our experiences and like your experiences. More like international travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: but yeah, maybe that'll be for another time.
0: Send us a message if you want to hear that. We have some exciting stuff coming up soon. Um, I'm really excited to share about that, so stay tuned on our Instagram finger at Fingers Crossed Pod. And if you're enjoying the show, we'd love for you to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a little ratings and stars. Catch you later. Keep your fingers have a great crossed. day. Yes, keep them crossed.